Uh, let's take a look at this game tonight. And, you know, the, the, the game was in the balance going into the third period, which is not really unlike the game against Colorado. And here the Golden Knights respond by, by virtue of an absolutely monster shift from Jack Eichel, Chandler Stevenson, and Mark Stone. Uh, that trio was excellent tonight. Uh, why did it work, do you think? There's more speed there than when we saw Phil Kessel, Riley Smith. It's like Jack Eichel had not shifted into a higher gear mm. with Smith and Kessel. And I think that today, when he's out there with Chandler Stevenson, who's always in a high gear, he's always turning on the afterburners, that Eichel could up his speed. And, you know, Stone is clearly not as fast as those guys, but he just finds himself in the right position all the time. So I think that that group was just quicker. They, they were not just in the offensive zone either, just all over mm. the place. They just seemed to notch the speed up. And I think that uh, that then filtered down where Smith, Carlson, and Marcheseau looked like they always do. And then all of a sudden, the third line really, uh, you know, was a mismatch. And it might have been the most notable Phil Kessel performance in the regular season so far. Mm-hmm. And he was not playing with top flight players. No disrespect to Howden and Amadio, but they're not Jack Eichel. Uh, but it might have been um, the most impressive performance by Phil in a Knights uniform. And, of course, he had an assist, as we mentioned, on that power play goal back in the first period. But it was a lot more than just that point. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this was probably the most noticeable game for Phil Kessel. He was he was noticeable in all three zones, really, for the Golden Knights. Uh, and another player to me that was noticeable was Nick Haig. We've talked mm. about him being maybe a little bit more conservative while he's getting up to speed with the new system after missing training camp. But tonight, to me, uh, as far as transition goes, obviously the play to Michael Amadio, uh, but a really strong stick defensively. I, I thought this was Nick Haig's best game of the year. I think you're right, yeah, and and that's not entirely surprising. He only played uh, last time out against Colorado when the Knights were trying to play catch-up. He played under 15 minutes. So, you know, you're kind of working the balance of getting guys into the lineup uh, and, you know, like Nick trying to play catch-up, so to speak. But, you know, in the bigger situations, you're going to put Petrangelo out there and, and those kinds of guys. So that makes it a little bit more difficult if, if that's kind of what it's been. Uh, but today, Nick played 18 and a half minutes. So think about that. That's roughly four minutes more today than he had played a couple of days ago. So it's kind of a snowball or, you know, maybe a catch-22. If the Knights are playing better, Nick's going to get to play more. And the more he plays, the better he's going to get, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I, I'm with you. And the assist is just the icing on the cake. It's what stands out. It leads to that Amadio goal. But uh, you said it, too, the, the stick in the D zone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the, the physicality as well. It was, uh, I agree, Ryan, the best Nick Hague game so far. Puck management was also really good tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. It seems like when there's an area of the game where they come up short in a loss, Bruce Cassidy has found a way to to get that righted as quickly as possible, and it showed tonight against a very talented Toronto team. And that's why I find our pregame chats with Bruce so fascinating because he's upfront, candid, and clear about what he sees, what he likes, what he doesn't like, and what he's going to do to fix it, and then if it works or doesn't. And uh, he shared a little bit of that with us earlier today. And, uh, yeah, that, that it was an area of focus. And when the team is coming up short in the execution, he'll point that out. But he'll also be quick to point the finger at himself and the coaching staff to say we've got to do a better job preparing the team to do X, Y, and Z. And, um, it, and that's what he talked about today. And the puck management and uh, coming through the neutral zone, it was noticeable. They just appeared to be sharp. 
and the number of instances were far fewer that they were bottled up in the neutral zone or they lost the puck somehow far more often in today's game really throughout um you know the first period was i don't want to quite call it dominant but it was verging on dominant the way that they were beating the leafs so toronto great, handled uh, things guys but, uh, i think it was it was a good showing and ryan it sounds like we've got bruce show. cassidy coming strong. up from downstairs so toronto does that they jam the you know they come out the other side and jam and try to look for some second chances so he was he was excellent um Caught us some whistles in the second period, too, when we are tired, like freezing pucks or putting them in the crowd on those blocker saves. I think he's got a good high cue on that. You're a little tired, you get the long change, and you get stuck. So there's a lot of good to his game. Um, not surprised he rebounded. I thought he was very good against Colorado. Um, so happy for him. He's, he's playing real good hockey for us. Go to Jesse, Ben, and Ken. <coughs> Jesse Granger with The Athletic. Um, seemed like even when they had um, extended offensive zone time, you were really able to keep them to the outside. How happy were you uh, with the defensive performance, specifically how how they played the, the system um, against a team as talented offensively as Yeah, that? listen, I've seen Toronto um, do some damage. Uh, up very, you know, with the best seat in the house or, or standing, uh, however you want to call it. So I was pleased with our guys tonight. Still relatively new to them. They bought in. Uh, two areas of our game were excellent. Through the neutral zone, we didn't give up numbers, right? So we're, we're protecting, forcing dumps, forcing breakouts, um, or forcing them to forecheck our breakout. But I thought our D zone, like I said, was really good. We had the breakdown on the one shift um, where we got stuck a little bit. They got some good looks. Logan, you know, saved our ass in, in, in that situation. Second period, I think there was Matthew's line again at one shift against Eichel where they got a little bit of, of zone time. Uh, Austin missed one high and wide in the, from the middle of the ice there that we'll look at. But that was the other time they had a little bit of time. And then the third, that I didn't see much except for the six on four or five. You can't do anything about that. We want to keep that outside. So I thought it was very good. Uh, when I watch it tomorrow, I'm, I'm sure I'll be pleased. Um, and, and, and the guys hopefully are starting to believe in it, that it, that it works. Uh, and if you have some patience and let them eventually come to you and you protect the good ice and close when you need to, uh, once the shot does go to the net, that should activate us all. Hey, we got to recover this puck, and now we got to do something with it. And that's where I thought we're getting better too. We're not just slapping it away and then getting stuck longer. We're, we're making some plays with it after we cover it, and having confidence to skate it out. Of, you know, the, the play that Theo made, for example, when he drew the last penalty in the third period, is a great example. You cover a puck from D zone, get your feet moving. Don't just assume someone's going to be somewhere. Get moving, and and uh, you know we did a good job with that as well. That's the second part of why we play that is you want to be able to transition from it. You want to keep the puck out of your net, but you want to get it back and go. <clears throat> ben. Ben Goetz, Las Vegas Free Journal. Uh, Bruce, what was your view of Phil's disallowed goal and then the response of the team to come that same shift and score again? Uh, our video guy said it may get called back, but he said there, he had nothing conclusive to... So once it it was called on the ice, uh, a good goal, he didn't... You know, he wasn't sure. He thought it, it might stand because he didn't have the view that, um, that would determine it would be offside. He was kind of assuming the way the play translated it might be, but uh, he didn't saw nothing definitive. I assume Toronto did, or they wouldn't have called it back. <clears throat> Ken. Ken Mulkey, Sinman, Not Vegas. Was that, you think, your best game exiting the zone? <clears throat> I thought Chicago, we were excellent. Um, that was probably our cleanest game. Uh, didn't translate into goals, but it certainly got us out. And yes, uh, I thought we were pretty good. I didn't, we didn't get hemmed in much because of breakouts. It was more... Um, like I said, a couple of shifts that we, we, we just, they, they won some races to pucks and 
We got fatigued. Danny? Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. I'm not sure if, like, emotions were high tonight for given Phil's historic game, but is the fact that if there were emotions running high for this kind of a performance, the way that the team played, do you think that? Yeah, I think they wanted to play well for Phil. I mean, I mean, what would be a better script? He scores the first goal. It's his 400th goal, and, and it's, you know, the ties the record. It's unfortunate it uh, didn't stand, but maybe it's setting the stage for tomorrow. Um, so I, I definitely believe the guys in, 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 will have extra pop because of that. And once the game starts, you're just playing, but I think leading up to it, there's s some good positive energy. I'll go to the last one right here with Joe. Coach, uh, Joe Payne, Las Vegas Vice. I mean, everyone in the organization is aware of Chandler Stevens' scoring ability, but putting him up on the first line at a position playing the wing, does that actually help the team defensively? Um, well, our defensive system relies on its, 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 um, its layers. So to me, it's not one player. Now, guys having good awareness and commitment, yeah, that makes it stronger. The fact that it makes us better defensively, him up there, I'll tell you how it would, is because he can take draws on a strong side. So in our zone, I can put Eichel's line out against anybody, and I got a, a centerman on a strong side on either dot. Uh, his ability to sometimes good defensive lines are good defensively because they're a threat offensively too, and that's the other part of it, right? He's a threat to get going, so he puts their D on their heels. So now you're playing against a forward line, not not necessarily as many active D. So I think he makes us a better defensive te team no matter where he plays. Uh, if Brett Howden can keep it up in the middle and, and kind of handle those responsibilities, uh, then, then I'll tell you yes, absolutely, because of the domino effect. Thanks, Bruce. Yep. Thanks, everybody. That was Bruce Cassidy, head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, after a 3-1 victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS on PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-1. The final score here, 5-2-0 oh on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights through their first seven games. We'll take on the San Jose Sharks tomorrow, a 7.30 puck drop. So 6.30 pregame show on the air tomorrow night. Post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Didn't look like anyone was any worse for wear from the Vegas Golden Knights, so that's a positive sign coming out of this one. And then uh, John Tavares did go down in the third period uh, after taking a shot. It was friendly fire from his own team. Uh, left for a couple of shifts, but did get back into the game, so good to see John Tavares. Nothing that kept him out of finishing the game, and hopefully nothing keeping him out of the lineup as the Maple Leafs continue their season let's take a look at the highlights in this game and you know to me it was an interesting one for a number of different reasons the most important reason going into this game phil kessel in consecutive game number 989 tying keith yandel's iron man streak having the opportunity to break it tomorrow against san jose and the golden knights would open this game on an early power pay out power play it appeared that phil kessel looking for his 400th career nhl goal had gotten it however the leafs would challenge for offside 
Picked up on the near side. Nylander lost it. Walk creeps in. Feeds right. Score! What do you know? It's Phil Kessel. In his 989th game, Phil Kessel playing all of those 989 in a row. Today, he scores his first Golden Knights goal. It's a power play goal. It would not stand, however, as I mentioned, the Leafs would challenge for offside. They would win that challenge, and the storybook narrative would be taken off the board. It would also put the Golden Knights right back on the power play to finish things up, and they would find the back of the net as Phil Kessel would help set up Nick Waugh's first goal of the year. Works on down through the left circle, twisting it out high. Theodore to the right for Kessel. He shoots, save, rebound, Smith rattles in front. They score! Nicholas Waugh. This one will not come off the board. Nick Waugh scores with two seconds left on the Vegas power play. It's 1 0 Knights. Nick Waugh's first of the year from Riley Smith and Phil Kessel at 3.51 of the first period made it 1-0 Vegas, a power play goal. About midway through the period, the Toronto Maple Leafs started to find a little bit of momentum with their game, forcing Logan Thompson into this scramble. Our AAA insurance saves of the game. Now Matthews dips behind, looks out to the left circle, and out to the points. Marner, top of the right circle, shoots, kick save. Rebound left, tipped out in front. It's a loose puck between Thompson's legs. Off the post, no. Still banging it away. It's into the far corner. How did it not go? AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So we'd head to the second period. The Golden Knights up one to nothing. And midway through the period, the Leafs would win a puck battle in the neutral zone, which led to William Nylander's equalizer. Meanwhile, Nylander springs free. He scores. Started as a nothing play across the line left wing. Tavares with Nylander. Tavares just waited. Snuck the pass through Shea Theodore. William Nylander goes inside the right post and in. His fourth goal in his seventh game. And he ties it up 1-1. Fourth of the year for William Nylander from John Tavares and Nick Robertson at 11.42 of the second period. Tied the game at one. And we'd head to the third period. The Golden Knights looking to open up the period on a mission. It was the Eichel line dominating the first shift before Chandler Stevenson gave Vegas back the lead. Theodore to the right. One-time shot. Save Samson off. Loose puck score! Chandler Stevenson finally puts it home. Puts the night in the lead. Third goal of the year for Chandler Stevenson from Braden McNabb and Shea Theodore. 42 seconds of the third period made it 2-1 Vegas. Then later on in the period, the Golden Knights would extend the lead as Nick Haig made a great read in the neutral zone to set up Michael Amadio's first goal of the year. Cut off at neutral ice by Haig. Scampers back in. Haig to the middle. Amadio shoots. He scores! Rifles it off the crossbar and in. Mike Amadio gives the Knights a 3-1 lead. Michael Amadio's first of the year from Nick Hague at 8-11 of the third period made it 3-1 Vegas. The Toronto Maple Leafs would get a late power play. They'd pull Ilya Samson off. They would look for the, the another goal to get this one closer, but the Golden Knights held on, and all that was left was the final call. Off the stick of Kerfoot, out of the zone. That's going to do it. Four seconds to go. Leafs back to their own end, and the crowd to its feet here at T-Mobile Arena. It's all over. Golden Knights 3, Maple Leafs 1. 
3-1 to one, the final score. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Vegas improves to 5-2-0 and oh on the year and will next be in action tomorrow. 7.30 puck drop against the San Jose Sharks. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-1. to one. A really, really complete 60-minute effort from the Vegas Golden Knights. A couple of things uh, of note. Now, Toronto was outplayed in the first period. However, there were really two first periods. The Golden Knights carried play. They they were really strong and structured in the first 12 minutes or so. They were playing in the offensive zone. Uh, there were some transition looks, a couple of shifts uh, that, that, that Toronto got later on in that period that really tilted things just just in, in favor of Toronto a little bit they they had some really good looks they had some dangerous scoring chances Logan Thompson scramble uh, on one of those shifts really did some good work for the Vegas Golden Knights but you know top to bottom you look at it and uh, Toronto came out of that period even though they were badly outplayed for 12 minutes with a, a slight edge in the dangerous chances from that point forward though the Golden Knights locked things down there was maybe a a two or three minute stretch in the second period where things opened up a little bit and the teams were trading chances but not necessarily odd man rushes against for the Toronto Maple Leafs over the Vegas Golden Knights so I I like the fact that as the game wore on the Golden Knights were really clamping things down defensively and not allowing the Toronto Maple Leafs anything that was remotely dangerous. There were looks, there were chances, there were some some opportunities, six on four, six on five. But by and large, the Golden Knights did a really good job of locking things down against a very talented and very dangerous Toronto Maple Leafs team. And then the other thing that I really, really liked, you know, Going into the third period, down 2-1 to one against Colorado, the Golden Knights had an opportunity to take that game over in the third against a depleted and tired Colorado Avalanche team. They were unable to do so. Tonight, didn't happen. The Golden Knights took that game over. It was a statement from the first shift of the third period with Eichel, Stevenson, and Stone going out there, willing a goal to happen, and they broke through. That's what you want to see from the Golden Knights' best players. And they delivered when it mattered most in the third period. It was one of those things where you look at what felled the Golden Knights against Colorado. It was puck management, it was special teams, and it was not seizing the moments and the opportunities in, in the third period when the game was in balance. The Golden Knights came through on all three of those. Puck management was fantastic, especially there in the third period. Not a turnover for the Golden Knights. And then special teams, you win that battle. You don't give up anything up on your penalty kill. You get a power play goal, and then you take control of the game when it's in the balance in the third period. You have to like the teaching moments early on in this season by this Vegas Golden Knights team. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Let's get the number right to you off the top. 702-876-1340, 702-876-1340. The Golden Knights 
a dominant performance, a strong performance tonight, a bounce-back performance after a 3-2 loss to the Colorado Avalanche over the weekend. What did you like? What adjustments did you see from the Golden Knights that, that, you, were, that, that you were surprised by? And to me, like, the thing, that, the thing that is interesting about the Golden Knights this year, and I don't know where you're at with you know, the last couple of seasons for the Golden Knights, but the thing that strikes me most, if, if there is an aspect of the game that Bruce Cassidy doesn't like, that the team needs to clean up, that needs to be better in order to win, or an aspect of the game that caused Vegas to lose... The course correction is immediate for this Golden Knights team. Like, you, you look at what the problems were, the issues were against Colorado. Puck management was poor. Not tonight. Special teams cost Vegas certain situations. Not tonight. They won that battle. Like, anything you wanted to see from the Golden Knights, timely plays when the game was on the line. Not tonight. Golden Knights did that in spades. Like, that to me is the mark of a team that's going to be able to grow into something greater than the sum of their parts, and their parts are really, really good. A lot of elite scoring talent on this Golden Knights team, but when you add the teaching element and the ability to correct the mistakes that prevent you from winning, you get a team that's able to bounce back like the Golden Knights were tonight. 702-876-1340, 876-1340. Make sure you call in. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without you. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, you know, there, there, there aren't many statement games in the first couple of weeks of the season, but you're, you're playing a team, again, that's going to pre- be in the playoffs, although they're having problems now, but they'll get over that. And they'll make the playoffs. And if you lose this game, you'd be 0-3 against future playoff teams. That would be alarming, but they didn't let it happen, did they? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that it would be alarming. I, I think that, you know, you could chalk it up to a number of different reasons, especially early on in the season. But, you know, your, your point's well taken, right? Like, uh, the Kings made the playoffs last year, so it wouldn't necessarily be, you know, over against playoff teams from last year. But um, I, I think that you, you probably want to wait, right, until 10 to 15, maybe 15 to 20 games into the season before you really start to put a lot of emphasis on playoff teams. I mean, like, let's be honest, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs, their, their losses this year are the Vegas Golden Knights, the Montreal Canadiens, and the Arizona Coyotes. Like, early on in the year, some weird things happen. Um, I get your point if the trend can, would have continued or continues for an extended period of time into the, into the season. That's one thing, but I think it's a little bit too early to be alarmed by anything. Oh, and I'll echo what was said earlier in the postgame show. You got a guy in his mid-30s that has all the money he'll ever need, and he just continues to lay in front of these 100-mile-an-hour slap shots and such. Alec Martinez is such an unsung hero for us, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, you, you know, the nickname, the warrior, kind of follows him around, and, you know, whether or not he wants that nickname is is – is neither here nor there. His teammates bestow it upon him because he's just a guy that, that lays in front of Pox. He eats Pox. He, he wants to do whatever he can to help his team win because he's won, right? Like Alec yeah. Martinez has won the Stanley Cup. He knows what it takes. And, and no matter what, no matter how many times you win it, no matter how much success you have, you always want to get back there. 
well, he's, he's something to behold, even though he doesn't put the puck in the net or even assist very often. It doesn't matter because he contributes so mightily. Uh, what do you, in conclusion, what do you do tomorrow to avoid that second back-to-back game that hurts so many teams so many times? You know, that's a really interesting question, Mike, and thank you for the call. Uh, one, you're going with Aiden Hill, right? And I think the idea of that makes a lot of sense to avoid any of the letdowns you usually have in, a, in the second half of a back-to-back. Aiden Hill's going against his former team. It wasn't a great showing for Aiden in the preseason against San Jose, and I think that his teammates want to lift him up and pick him up in that moment. The other thing? Phil Kessel will be breaking the Ironman streak tomorrow. We know that we put a lot of fanfare into this one tonight, tying it, but the actual record will belong to Phil Kessel when he suits up and plays in the game tomorrow night against San Jose. And if you thought his teammates were looking to lift him up and play well for him tonight, I'd imagine it's going to be just the same tomorrow. So I don't know that I believe there's going to be any letdown from the Golden Knights tomorrow night against the San Jose Sharks. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm doing really good. So this was a really fun game, and they're at the Fortress. There's a couple things I want to bring up. That save sequence by Logan Thompson was mind-blowing. I I still have no idea how that puck didn't go in. It was something to behold, for sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Uh, to me, to me, Stephanie, it was all battle. Like it was all compete, and you know, sometimes the the best thing you can do is just move around as much as possible, and and a piece hits you, a piece finds you, and that's what happened with Logan Thompson there. Yeah, he every every play, every time he is in it, and he is playing to the whistle every time. So it's really great to see him continuing to thrive like he did last year. Um, the other thing was I just want to kind of shout out to everybody. It Not looks really quiet. And when he got up, it was a big, big cheer from everybody. It was just people happy to see that a player was okay, and it's always, always good for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm glad to see that, that John Tavares was able to get back into the game. We'll, we'll kind of keep an eye on on him and whether or not he'll miss any time. But, yeah, you, you're right. It was it was good to, you know, just see that he was okay in this one. Yeah, I, it's just, you know, uh, any time that other fans come to the Fortress, uh, you know, we, we obviously want the Knights to win, but I really want to see other fans go home and have a good experience and feel like the Fortress is a nice place to visit. So, you know, I was just really, really proud of everybody in there for, you know, just – realizing that somebody being hurt and getting up is more important than the game. Yeah, you're you're spot on, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. Um, you know, it is just a game, right? And and the, the, the people that play the game are, are humans. So, uh, yeah, good on you for, for pointing that out and good on the fans here inside T-Mobile Arena tonight. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Sal. Hey, Sal, how you doing? Hey, doing great. Quick, quick story from the game uh, from uh, from my section before I get to my point. So when Amadio scores that goal, they go up three one. Hmm. A Maple Leafs fan left his seat, left the left the fortress, but threw his Maple Leafs jersey down the staircase by section like eleven and twelve. It was like it encompasses what it's like being a Maple Leafs fan. I would imagine. Why would you do that? 
Why is that a thing I, that would happen? I, it, it happened. It was really funny, and I could just imagine <laughs> what you know, fifty, sixty years of being a fan of that hockey team, what it does mm-hmm. to you. So I, you know, hopefully it never gets to that point in this market. But <laughs> you, you know, like the the crazy thing about that to me is like. The regular season for Toronto Maple Leaf fans shouldn't really matter. Like, I know we make a big deal when Toronto loses to Arizona or Montreal early on in the year, but we know Toronto's going to the playoffs. We know that this team's going to be judged in the playoffs. The regular season for the fans really shouldn't mean that much this year. I think when I, I think when you invest money to go to a game and you're that extra invested emotionally I, I could see why that happens but it was definitely a funny moment from a really good game <laughs> i thought we were the better team start to finish with maybe a couple periods in that second period where toronto found their legs but um that that one big scoring chance where logan thompson made that great save that was the only time i think all game where our fourth line was up against their top line mm-hmm. and after that i don't think uh cassidy's put them out there in that mismatch the rest of the night so i thought that was a good coaching adjustment because um, I looked for that, and I don't think they ever matched in that way the rest of the way. Yeah, I, I don't think that they did either. And if if so, it was it was you know pockets where the Golden Knights were were winning or able to win those shifts or possessions. But yeah, you you don't necessarily ever want to have your your you know bottom six or, or fourth line out there against the Matthews line. They they got lucky in that in that situation. Uh, but for the Golden Knights, in terms of just kind of managing the bench and managing the game, Bruce Cassidy did a heck of a job tonight. He did good. I like what I see so far. I'm excited to see what this team will look like on their first back-to-back, which mm-hmm. we might be one of the last teams to, to have that happen to us. Um, so looking forward to that. And um, it was a great game to be at, and uh, ho- hope for more of the same. Yeah, you know what, Sal, thank you for the call. It was absolutely a great game to be at. A lot of excitement, some chances on both sides. The Golden Knights certainly had a really uh, a number of good looks in the second period, rolling pucks, pucks bouncing over sticks right at that moment where you need everything to kind of fall for you. It didn't happen in the second period, but the Golden Knights went out and made their luck in the third. 702-876-1340 is the number. I want you to call me and let me know what your, your, what your favorite aspect of of tonight's game was for the Golden Knights. Your favorite aspect of tonight's game, 702-876-1340. We're back with more on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3-1 to the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you've never called into the program before, I challenge you right now to pick up the phone and dial 702 702- 876-1340. I want to hear from you on where you're at with a Golden Knights team that starts the year 5-2-0 through their first seven games. Is that better than you were expecting? Is it about what you were expecting? Were you expecting the Golden Knights to run the table and go 7-0? I want to hear from you. 702-876-1340. This to me is about, you know, the, the, the best case scenario in terms of a start. I, I mean, obviously, if you're 7-0, and that would be awesome. That would be great. That would be where you want to be every single night winning games. But, you know, you look at the, the two games the Golden Knights have dropped already this year, two Colorado, two Calgary, and they're one-goal games. You know, they're one-goal games. And I, I would argue that the Golden Knights were closer against Colorado than they were against Calgary, even though Vegas had a two-goal lead in that one. Um you know, I, I look at this one and I say that you know the Golden Knights have learned lessons after each loss this year, and it's 
I think a little bit easier maybe in the early going to to course correct a little bit to find those pockets where you're you're not exactly happy with your game and find ways to to fix it. But the fact that the Golden Knights are able to do that that that's speaking volumes to me. Bruce Cassidy spoke about Logan Thompson. Now Logan Thompson, I feel was too critical of his performance against Colorado. Let me be very clear. Logan Thompson is not the reason the Golden Knights lost to the Colorado Avalanche. He just wasn't. I get it. It's a timely moment in the game. You want to make that save on Val Nichuskin, but I don't believe Logan Thompson was the issue. Tonight, Logan was fantastic. Obviously, the scramble in the first period, that looms large, that's big. You need your goaltender to be your best penalty killer. Logan was strong tonight against Toronto. Like You needed Logan Thompson to be good, and, and Cassidy spoke about his hockey IQ. And we don't often talk about hockey IQ with goaltenders, right? Because you just stop the puck. It's very, very simple as to what the job is for your goalie. But Bruce Cassidy was talking about pockets in the game, in the second the second period specifically, where Logan would either hold on to a puck or direct the puck out of, the, out of play in order to get a whistle for tired legs or po- moments in the game where the Golden Knights were maybe hemmed in their own zone a little bit. Now, that doesn't mean they were getting outplayed. When the Golden Knights system is working and the, when the layered zone defense is doing what it's supposed to do, you might have extended defensive zone shifts for the Golden Knights, but everything is coming out from the outside. Everything is is protected well. You're not giving up good ice for, for dangerous scoring chances against. And if you have a goaltender that's engaged in the game, that's following the play, that understands what is happening at key moments, if you get a stoppage, that's a really good way to, to halt the momentum. If you're able to get pucks out of the, out of the zone or, or out of play and reset that's another way that Logan Logan Thompson can impact the game beyond just making saves. It's game awareness, situational awareness, and Logan Thompson to me was dialed in tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. You know, a couple of other things, you know, for the Golden Knights again, we've talked about puck management not being where it needed to be against Colorado. It was much better tonight. The line of Mark Stone, Chandler Stevenson and Jack Eichel, like it's kind of ridiculous when Eichel and Stevenson are playing off of one another at top flight. When they've got the speed going, especially in transition, they were making some plays at at speeds that other players just can't get to. And yet they were doing it at top flight. Like I was very much impressed with that line. I don't get the 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 I I don't think that the Golden Knights are going to change things. I think you go into tomorrow night against San Jose. With the same configuration in the same lineup. You got the best out of Phil Kessel tonight playing down the lineup for the Vegas Golden Knights. Chandler Stevenson is just an unsung hero for this Golden Knights team. He's so skilled and so fast and plays off of Jack Eichel so well. And then you've got Mark Stone, just an absolute horse, stealing pucks, setting plays up. Those three guys seem to have something cooking. Let's see if they can continue that tomorrow uh, against the San Jose Sharks. I thought the misfits were good. And, and, you know, top to bottom, I don't think that there was a bad game for the Vegas Golden Knights from anybody that, that could be seen. Like Will Carrier, right? We're talking about a player that through 40 minutes had three individual high-danger scoring chances by, by just his ability to cut to the outside, cut to the inside, and, and stuff the puck. So, 
you know, th- there's a lot to like from the Golden Knights. I, I think the the biggest takeaway for me uh, off of one of their more complete games, or, or I- ideally the most complete game so far of the year, is that this team is learning from their mistakes. This team is learning from their losses. And the more you can do that and the longer you can continue to find the things that are holding you back, correct them, and then put them into use the next game, the the, the stronger you're going to be the more you're going to build into the team that you want to be that you expect to be and if the golden knights are this dialed into that this early on in the season they're going to be able to do something they never got to do last year and that is become a better team as the season wears on than what they were to start the year everyone's always building for the golden knights it's all about continuing to grow and grow and grow within bruce cassidy system within their framework as a team so that they can be the best possible version of themselves this season. We're back to wrap it up next on the extended post game show, Fox sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas golden Knights post game show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended post game show, Fox sports, Las Vegas, the golden Knights defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs three to one. The final score Vegas improves to five, two and O on the year. 10 points for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, a lot to like there from Vegas as they uh, find a way, right, to, to kind of course correct and, and, and make the best out of their situation. And, and I, I like the game top to bottom from the Golden Knights, 60-minute effort uh, from Vegas. And, you know, you, you look at it from that perspective, and it's all about growth this year. We've talked about it a couple of times. We've come back to it a couple of times here on the extended postgame show. This team... Their aim is to be better today than they were yesterday, to be better at game 40 than they were at game 20 and, and that they were here at game seven. So, you know, you, you like the get, you like the points, you like the wins, you, you like the fact that the Golden Knights are, are continuing to put wins in the column and bank points early on in the season, but it's the way that they've gone about answering for losses. It's the way that they have taken the mistakes that they've made in their previous games where it doesn't go their way and they course correct in that next game. They find out what they're made of and how easily they can implement some of those changes that need to be made. Now it's about consistency, and that's that's going to be part of the growing process too. Uh, you don't want to have too many games or kind of going back and forth where you have a good game, bad game, good game, bad game, or the the details or, or habits aren't where they need to be uh, night in and night out. So for the Golden Knights, that's really what it's all about. It's, it's about con- finding that consistency and hammering in on the details because when this team plays within their structure and they play a detailed game, you're able to hold a, a vaunted offense in the Toronto Maple Leafs to just one goal and not a ton of grade-A scoring chances. The Golden Knights 5-2-0, 10 points on the year by virtue of this 3-1 victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs will be next in action tomorrow at 7.30 against the San Jose Sharks. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your input. Until tomorrow night, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.